In the United States, rights are outlined for criminal prosecutions in the Sixth Amendment. You're familiar with the terms, right to a speedy trial, impartial jury, right to retain counsel, and also the right to be able to represent yourself. It's rare to see someone represent oneself for many reasons. And as Abraham Lincoln once said, quote, a man that represents himself has a fool for a client, end quote. And tonight we talk about someone who chose to represent himself and was able to chillingly cross-examine his victim, and in this case, his own flesh and blood. Imagine the fear of sitting on the stand yourself, looking at your attempted murderer in the eyes and saying, you stabbed me, daddy. In other news, Darren sent a couple of messages um, for me to share with you guys. Hey, Darren. So the first one is... Um, an article from Vice. It is about a missing drunk man who spent hours helping a search party look for himself. <laughs> he helped look for himself for hours before realizing who the search party was looking for. Oh my god, that's um, so that awesome. was in Turkey. Hey, drunk man joins his own search party. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> look, he looks cool, dude. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, oh, dude, I would totally hang out with this guy, man. Look at this guy. Let me see. Oh, yeah, I would definitely, definitely hang out with this dude, man. He fits right into this podcast. <laughs> That's I feel like awesome. that could also happen. Oh, that could happen. That could happen to you, yeah. 100%. I feel like that could happen today. <laughs> Um, and then he also sent um, a black widow farmer killed and fed man to pigs that she loved more than people. So he sent me that oh. story. Uh, I'm not going to read it, but I will forward it to you. That seems like a good one. Some big news going on. So thank you, Darren, for keeping us in the loop of the world happenings. That's awesome. We uh, we do have some new tacos to welcome. John with an H. Hello, John. John with another an H. one. Another one. Oh my god, um, dude! You guys are and you take that H out your damn names. What the hell? It's he's not a Jonathan. He's a John. <laughs> uh, and then Matt has upped his membership, whoop, whoop. Matthew. So Thank he you, Matt. is a Thank you, Matt. Supremo, and so we are going to do our surprise shot dedication for Matthew. Sweet. Ooh, oh, I forgot my bongos. And thank you, John. John with an H times two. Ah! Thank you, John, and for Matt. your patronage. And thank you, Matt, for your uppage. If you up to the Supremo, guys, man, come on. We're doing live chat right now. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start putting these videos on YouTube. Well, snippets of the videos. But the Supremos and the uh, Nachos get... Uh, you guys can see the videos, but Supremos get to see it live and chat with us, man. We like to chat with you guys. Yeah, for sure. So this is for Matt. Is this a specific one? It was not a specific one, but I did go out and purchase something today. Ooh. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. <laughs> So I'm almost at the oon status. I see. <laughs> You're getting there. To do full oon, I'm going to have to shave right here. Yeah. 
But are you doing that for Halloween? You should. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Prince Harry or Prince Henry, one of those people dressed up as Hitler. Prince Harry for, for one Halloween. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was in poor taste. Yeah, I no think shit. anyone that dresses up as Hitler doesn't for that a guy have is in poor taste. Doesn't that guy have like you know PR hit, people? That PR tell? people and <laughs> I think he was in college that help him do this yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. in college? Yeah. Oh, okay, that's different. He was in a rebellious phase. I guess he still yeah, is. But dude, yeah. what the fuck? <laughs> Alrighty, cheers, cheers guys. guys. Is that crown apple? Close. Ugh. It was Jack Daniel's apple. Ooh, oh, uh, not a fan. I kind of liked it. Do we have cranberry juice? Because that would go go with cranberry juice. I didn't have a whole bottle. I just bought the nips, but I do have cranberry juice. Also, Chris from Indianapolis, I emailed you again. You won the prize of the what happened to you. You need to claim it. You got two yeah, weeks. it's um three hundred dollars worth of awesome stuff. Yeah, so and our, and it, our um, we've got to give it a give you some time to claim it before we go on to the next person. If you do not claim it, not Jen will win. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because our uh, our prime return window has closed. That's so. right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> some good stuff. And like I I would love to give some hint, but hints, but yeah. it's. It's not all true crime things. It includes yeah. one very nice item in there. Item? Item. <laughs> I don't, why did I why, make that Yeah, gesture? why did you do that? I was like, it, it is well, a... It's a mystery box, so it could be a dead squirrel. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> a $300 value. <laughs> with, three, with three $100 bills tied to it. <laughs> Oh my like around the neck. You know what's the worst is that I wouldn't put it past you to do something like that. <laughs> Shit, oh I would be still happy as fuck. I then. wonder if you can where you can buy like those taxidermied squirrels. Oh, like, I don't want do one. Um, do we have a theme for for this week? Uh, uh no, we got a couple good stories. Nicole's going to do one for us about a podcast. She's like a limited series podcast. Couple episodes. Oh yeah, I'm very proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah, I'm she, proud uh, of you too. I worked all fucking day Saturday, Sunday after we recorded, Monday night, <sighs> Tuesday night, Wednesday night to get it all done. And uh, so we've got one episode out so far. She's also putting out three weeks of uh, every day. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, uh, the holidays this every week suffered. Uh, but you know what? It was National International Coffee Day on Hubble's birthday on October mm, Friday. 1st. What's today, do you know? Or today is in Tuesday. Uh, people hear I this. do not know. However, <laughs> I haven't done that one yet. But uh, October 4th, Monday, is National Vodka Day. Woo! Mm. Uh, Jen doesn't like vodka. Mm. I love vodka. I love that podcast. Every day is a holiday. Yes. Well, that was an obvious today's plug. Today's October 3rd. It's Mean Girls Day. That's right. That's what today is. Thank you. Guys, tonight, before we get started, I want to say thank you so much for everyone's support. We are on live chat. Live chat. C-H-A-T. Live chat. That's YouTube. Talkmore.com. Was that you affirming that you know how to read? Talkmore.com slash join. And we're going to get started. So tonight we are going to Florida. Florida. Low rider. Yeah. But this is not this is not a zombie story. I promise you. It's not. Looks like that person is a marine. Oh, damn. That is a really I was trying to get <clears throat> what the bumper sticker was. Yeah. He's not, but that is a really good 
thing you pointed out there. I actually just noticed that about 10 minutes ago when I was looking at this I photo. couldn't tell if the colors were um red, like if it was a Washington Redskins fan or something like that, the yellow No, I think maroon. it's a Marine, yeah. It's the Washington football Doesn't team. Doesn't it say... Oh, so, they remove the Redskins. Yes. Welcome to the Talk More Movie Podcast. My name is John. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. Tonight we're doing a story that happens in Florida, but this isn't a zombie story. I know... A lot of you are thinking to yourself, well, if it's in Florida, it's probably a face-eating zombie. And I was once like that, too. But this is not this is not one of those stories. So you were a face-eating zombie. Yeah. So can you describe this photo? And I want to say I want to say before we get started, I put all my photos, videos and sources on talkmurder.com. You can go there. This is episode 265, 65, 265. So you can go there and see all the photos and uh, comment on the blog there. And I'll shout you out on the next episode. So can you describe this house? This is this house is 13248 Pike Lake Drive. There was a 911 call that came from this residence on March 19th, 2018. If you want to describe this little abode. Well, it is a one level uh, hip roof ranch, but it looks like someone was either trying to get out or get in. Also, is that a ball of fire on the front lawn? Is that a fireball? That's a good question. What is on that front lawn? I don't know. That it does look weird. like it's on fire. It looks like it's lava. Yeah. <laughs> but, the I mean, floor that, is lava. <laughs> but like there's the screen. What the fuck is that? The screens are. Honestly, I didn't notice that until you just said it. <laughs> it looks like a it looks like a thing of lava. Yeah. What Like what is that? Is <laughs> it a tart? No. Is it an orange tart? Is it a... That's so weird. But, I mean, I'm guessing the light. Like, obviously, you see the police tape. Yeah. Right. Well, someone was either... Uh, okay. Is it like an oil slip? I will say... Like a flare, maybe? <laughs> they found oil in this one spot. <laughs> Time to drill. No, w- that exact spot is where one of the victims was found deceased. Oh. I'm not sure why it's glowing, though. That is such a weird Maybe a soul question. Oh. body. You know, maybe they... I know the body's not under there. I'm pretty sure it doesn't look like the body's under there. Well, but that is so weird yeah. that it's Glowing. it looks Are like we lava. Looking at a ghost <laughs> on the screen. Does. Holy shit! Anyway, moving on. It looks like someone was trying to either get in or out of the house because the two screens on the front windows are both out. Yep. And the garage door is open. Yeah. But the front door is not open. That garage is so fucking small. I bet that guy can't even fit his car in there. I agree. Based on the shelving, I don't yeah. think that's possible. That's like the size of oh, my garage. Especially with the shelving, yeah. You wouldn't be able to fit that in there. It, and it looks like a, a small little bungalow. Like yeah. maybe it's like two bedrooms mm-hmm, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't want to say yes or no. I, I didn't do the Google Earth, but is next to it a tra- uh, trailer? And nothing wrong if it no, is. No, I I'm think just, it's just it a... It just kind of looks like a, a trailer house, doesn't it? Well, it could be a, a it building. It could be another... Oh, like an building, yeah, mall. building. Yeah. But yeah, Jen's right. Both screens are out. That's because there was a fire in this house. Mm-hmm. And it, you can see by the lava. A 911 call came in. This is 13248 Pike Lake Drive, March 19th, 2018. So... Not too long ago. Before COVID. The car is old. Yeah, that's like a 2007. But you know what? You know what, Jen? I bet that car starts. (laughs) (laughs) They got it at CarMax. (laughs) I could not believe that. I was so mad. 
and I'm sitting we there. We told the you to go to CarMax. I don't want to talk about it. All right, let's go on. <laughs> A 911 call came in made by a Kenyatta Baron. This is at 11.43 p.m. She is heard screaming. So this is nighttime. Basically, the scene, what you're looking at now. This is the house that it happened in. And I'm pretty sure this is either the night of or the next night. I would imagine it was the night of because it's still dark outside. Mm -hmm. You see the police tape. Correct. And you see where the body was. And I'm guessing, obviously, it's not lava. That's probably like um, some kind of sheet they put on there. And then maybe the light reflected off of it. You also see the window pane. The screen. You also see the window screens pushed out. There was a fire in this home. Okay. A 911 call came in at 1143 p.m. A woman is heard screaming. She says, quote, this is what she says. I'm shot. Help me, please. And then tearfully, she repeats over and over again. I'm so sorry. And then she runs out of the house. And that is where she dies right there on the front lawn. So this shit just got real. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Wow. That was the last thing that she did was call 911. Yeah, yeah. That was eleven forty-three p.m. At eleven forty-nine p.m. So, how many minutes is that? There you go, Nicole. Very good. Eleven forty-nine p.m. Another nine-one-one call came in. This is six minutes later. Now, this is from a male that's in the same address. So, obviously, probably the husband or boyfriend or whatever. The first one was the wife or the girlfriend. You guys understand. This 911 call came in at 1149. The exact same location. And the male caller says, quote, I've been attacked. Kiki tried to kill me. That's what he said. Kiki being the person who made the Yeah, so Kiki oh. is the the pet name, I, you nickname. know, I would guess, the nickname of Kenyatta. Okay. The, uh, the victim. The one that died. Mm -hmm. There's more than one victim here. Deputies arrive here at 1149 p.m. and they see a woman lying on the front yard right there where you see a fireball, The whatever the hell that is. That's where Kiki was laying right there. Now, she was deceased, but she had called. And and remember, I want I want I want to go back and revisit this right quick. It's not that she said. I'm shot, please help me. It's that she tearfully kept saying, I'm so sorry. So I want you to remember that. Like she she's crying saying, I'm so sorry. Like she did something wrong. Yes, exactly. Deputies arrive at the scene at 1149. Now, every light in this house is completely shut off. Mm. It is dark in there. So when a, when a police shows up to a house... It's actually really dangerous if you if you think about it. They they know they have to go into the house, especially if they hear some domestic stuff or let's say they see a dead woman on the front yard, on the front yard, they have to go into the house. So if there's no lights on, it becomes they don't know what they're walking into type of thing. And it's very scary. So just remember that the lights are completely off. However, as soon as they start to try to go into the house, 
they see light emanating from the house and it's the start of a fire. Some embers burning and then the house is about to go up in flames. Obviously, you're looking at the house right now. It didn't burn completely to the ground, but a fire was started. All right, any questions? Do we think that Kiki is the one that started the fire? Well, I'll let we'll see. All right. A little bit about the story. There's one part of it that was real infamous to the point where Ice T, you know the Ice T? Yeah. yeah. The guy, the, um, the, the rapper. Yeah. Was well, he a rapper too, right? Yeah. yeah. Rapper and also in Law and Order. Yeah, SVU. Law and Order. So he actually, he actually kind of made this case famous, I guess, or more famous than it was. Really? With one of his twits, you tweets. Tweets. <laughs> Twitters. Real quick, I, I I hate to interrupt, but last night I was watching um, to fall asleep the the Love Guru, which I know that you're not a Mike Myers fan, but hmm. there you know why don't how, you like, like Mike Myers? I'm not really into that type of comedy. Yeah, kind of screwball th- comedy. So there was, um, you know how like gurus all have like their saying and stuff. Mm-hmm. So his was Marishka Hargate, <laughs> and then she makes a cameo in the film. It's kind of funny, but. He's like, Marishka Hargate, Marishka Hargate. That's funny. It was funny. I mean, sorry, but yeah. Law and Order SVU is a great show. It is. Long running. A fire breaks out and now they're just not going in. Well, they they will once they figure out who else is in the house. And you're going to be kind of depressed when you find out who's in the house. Oh, Oh, no. no. Was there a dog? A child? The fire breaks out. Now, this is right around midnight. A woman is in the front yard. She's already dead. They try to revive her, but she's not coming back to life. She is obviously dead. They'll leave her here for the EMTs to worry about. They got to go see who's in this house. If there's any kids in this house or dogs or whatever. It's not a huge house. So luckily they they could be in and out. It's, not, it's a one-story house. Not really big. I would say, I don't know, uh, maybe 2,000 square feet. Oh, like sm- smaller, smaller than that. Smaller than that, 1,200. This house is smaller than 2,000 square yeah, feet. Yeah, so a couple rooms, they can go in there when the fire department gets there and kind of clear it out. Hopefully get all the kids or dogs, cats out. Of, well, leave the cats in there, obviously, but... Don't be mean. <laughs> you, would, you don't really mean that. I know no, you I don't. don't. You would totally <clears throat> save a cat if you had to. A man walks out of the garage. Now, this is where the case gets fucking crazy. A man walks out of the garage. The same guy that called 911 at 1149, I believe it was. He walks out the garage and he's screaming at the top of his lungs. And see if you guys know what this means, if you can translate it. Allah Akbar. At the top of his lungs, he's screaming. <laughs> what does that mean? God. Does it mean praise God? Yeah, God is great. God is great. Allah is great. Yeah, he's screaming that at the top of his lungs. He's African-American male. Okay. And he's screaming that cops, they don't know what's going on. They taste. So this is in 2018? Yeah, this is uh, okay, okay. three year, four okay. years ago. The cops tase him. To get him to to calm down, he's he's just acting crazy. If go back to the nine one one call, he said Kiki tried to kill me, and now I guess he he he's saying God is great. He's saying so God. Yeah. Someone is he happy that that Kiki's dead or? Well, he's screaming it like in in anger type of thing. 
you know. Okay. Okay. So maybe he I'm was just, the perpetrator who started the fire. Like, in my ha- in like my head. A, yeah. All right. He's screaming Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Allah Akbar. Heard that a few times. <laughs> I'm sure you have. Yeah. Now, to the cops, going back to the 911 call, this man is innocent. They do tase him a bunch of times to get him to calm down. They shove him in the back of the cop car just to see what is going on. And he's telling the cops, he's still saying Allah Akbar, but he's saying, my wife, Kiki, tried to kill me. This was self-defense. You know, I, I barely escaped with my life. All this stuff. All right. At this point, he's innocent. Right? And not innocent, but at this point, if the house goes up in flames, and Kiki's already dead, it's basically her. Is basically his word. Okay? Yeah, okay. His word against no one. And that's what he wants. Okay? Because as of now, he could still get off scot-free, even if he was the killer. Even if he just called 911 six minutes later and said, Kiki's trying to kill me. Self-defense. Boom. But, now here's the cliffhanger. The house is in flames. He is sitting in the back of the cop car saying he's innocent, self-defense. At this moment, a nine-year-old boy also walks out of the garage. Oh, wow. That is the son, Ronnie O'Neill IV, Hmm. who's sitting in the back of the cop car, who's sitting in the back of the cop car is Ronnie O'Neill III. Okay. 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 Ronnie O'Neill IV, nine years old, stumbles out of the garage. He is suffering from burns all over his oh, body. no. 30%. I think it was only like 30. I know it's a lot. 30% of his body was burned. And he's nine years old. He's Poor thing. He's tiny, right? You know, 100 pounds. I don't know. That's right. Or less than that, probably. I don't know. Probably somewhere around there. Small. <clears throat> yeah, maybe less than that. 30% of his body burned. He has multiple stab wounds. <gasps> oh, now, this no. is a nine-year-old. His dad is in the back of the cop car saying that Kiki tried to kill him. This is self-defense. Let me go. Why am I Why am I in handcuffs? He goes up to the cop. Well, he, he stumbles out. They didn't even know he was in there. The cops, you know, grab him and, and try to make sure he's okay. He's breathing and tell him not to walk. And this is from one of the police reports. It says, quote, he was covered in blood and was observed with a severe a severe abdominal injury and burns up to 30% of his body. Now, he tells the cop, immediately says to the cop, now this is where the story gets crazy. He says, quote, my father shot my mother, end quote. Oh. So now the guy in the back of the cop car is like, oh no, you didn't say that. Exactly. Son. exactly. That's not what you saw. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think of that? Crazy well, shit. I'm very curious where Ice Tea comes along, but yeah. um, <laughs> if you want to read this, I picked the perfect drink. <clears throat> yeah. What is it? Ice White Claw Ice Tea. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you want to read this, this is from um, ABC Action News. This is about the Allah Akbar. According to the Hillsborough County Sheriff's Office, they received a 911 call from an unknown woman at 11:43 p.m. on Sunday, pleading for help because she had been shot. In the background of the call, they see a man was yelling, Allah Akbar. Then the female caller seems to say, I'm so sorry, Ronnie, 
as she screams loudly. A male can be heard in the background saying, she killed me and don't come outside, call 911 now. According to the news release, the 911 call ended shortly thereafter. All right. What do you guys think? Are we breaking into the case now? Eh? So this is a, a who shot who. Right. Who instigated yeah, this case. This fight. This case is pretty tragic. One person's dead, n- the female. Let me back up. Two people are dead. There was oh. two children in the <gasps> house. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, that's why this case is so tragic. It, it was They had a daughter, mm. a nonverbal oh. autistic oh, God. daughter. Oh, she's, she's deceased. That's why this case is so tragic. It's hard. It's hard to have any light with this case, but this case is not known for her at all, which I did put a little, um, there was like a blogger that wants to bring light to her, like a, a, mem- a remembrance, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, awesome. So I've kind of put that in there and we're going to talk a little bit about her. Uh, I know it's not my job to bring like remembrance, but you know what I'm saying? But the reason this case is famous is not because of her. It's because of, the the guy that killed his family and stabbed his own son mm. and then tried to light his son on fire. He tried to light the son on fire and then that you know that's the, how the to house destroy caught? that evidence, right? After he kills everyone. Because the son knows what really happened. Uh, no, he was just gonna kill everyone. He was gonna kill his family. He was, you know, family family annihilator. And but, annihilator. And that was I say. And I, I don't know. So <laughs> you may have said it right. I can't tell anymore. But the reason this case is so famous is because the man, Ronnie O'Neill, tried to or he did defend himself in court. Now, this happens sometimes and you can do this. Ted yes, Bundy did this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And usually if you defend yourself in court, you would, I don't know. Lose. Read over the reports or something. <laughs> like, do a do a better job than this guy. But this is what makes this case so famous. And I'll put this on talkmore.com. You have to see this, the, the full thing. You I have can to... just picture Ice-T just slamming <laughs> this dude, actually, in his tweets. <laughs> is that what happened? Well, so this is his tweet, and you're about to see it. He says, when, you're, when you've watched too much Law & Order and think you can defend yourself. Oh. Not a great idea. Okay, this is the tweet, or this is the video from him defending himself. Go talkmore.com. You definitely need to see this guy. I can't describe him. We will try, but this is something you, you've got to see. This, this will go down in history. And the evidence is going to show that law enforcement tampered with evidence to meet such Looks like a cartoon character's hair. That's awesome. How does he get to stick up like that? Wait, hold because on. originally, it wasn't enough. So we had to tamper with evidence. Anyway, that was it. So his whole defense is that the police tampered with evidence. No, his... I mean, so he shouldn't be trying to defend himself to begin no, with. I wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I, yeah, I would not. That's bizarre. Why would he go with a tampering of evidence knowing the 911 calls that were made? You know what I mean? Well, he also made... No, he's not only going with tampering with evidence. He's saying... 
this guy this guy is going to bring his own son to cross-examine his own son <gasps> that's awful that's yeah it's up. pretty bad this is the worst guy in the fucking so world so his son is basically going to be the one hopefully who puts him behind bars what no everyone knows he's going to be put behind bars everyone knows he did it as you're about to see but I mean, you're you're about to see this guy's a piece of shit. But the reason that the case is so infamous, if you will, is because of that. I mean, who gets in front of a jury with hair like that and just screams at him? What what does he expect them to like? Right. It's oh, not- this this guy's relatable. Like what? <laughs> He's not putting him. That's what a very good point. Fuck? It's not putting himself into a good yeah. light that he is a calm, collected human being. <laughs> no, right? he's a, the, the evidence, evidence is gonna is show. It sounds like, like he's fucking crazy. People are probably like and cowering and shit. Like, oh my god, please don't fucking hurt me. Yeah, yeah. So that's the crazy shit about this case. I mean, if I so if I'm a juror in and this guy is defending himself, I'm like. I would actually be very I would be wondering how the how the judge is allowing him to represent himself because he's making him seem you can himself seem insane. You can do that. But can but if if the judge thinks that you're like not competent enough, I think they can step in and say no. I don't know. You'd have to ask a lawyer. Quote, I look alone, but I am backed by an almighty God. This is what he's screaming at the jury. And as they're cowering in fear, uh, the evidence is going to show the evidence is going to show that I love my children. The evidence will not show you that my son witnessed me beat his mom to death, nor did he witness me shoot his mom. In fact, he didn't witness much at all. But but what happened when the son was put on the stand? Uh, okay, when the son was put on the stand, it says, quote, the first words that came out of this brave's boy this brave boy's mouth were, quote, my daddy killed my mommy, <gasps> end quote. That's what the assistant state attorney, Scott Harmon, said oh, in his oh opening boy. statement. Is he okay? Where is he now? Yeah, and I'm not going to get too far into this, but he was adopted by one of the deputies that showed up to the scene. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So that's the, great. Yeah, it's great. The public, and I'm sure you can find who it is if you wanted to, but from all the videos and the, you know, the court videos and stuff like that, they bleep out the officer's name. His last name is Richard something, but they obviously wanted to keep private, so I didn't even look it up. That's uh, really you know, yeah. So that's a, a nice silver lining mm-hmm. to that. Yeah, and it kind of um, there was a movie that was it Samuel Jackson that did a movie where the where like the police adopt. The yeah, child. he was like a detective. There is something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I and was like trying to. I was like, was this seems like the or plot something. to a movie. Yeah. But yeah, that really happened. So in 2018, he adopted um, the the only surviving victim, which was Ronnie O'Neill IV. Wow. And he was 11 years old. This was like, two, this was last year when he testified against his father. And the mm. him testifying against his father is all... So when you, you, when you watch the, the in-court video, they'll show 
Ronnie the killer and and every the prosecutor, everybody, but they won't show the eleven year old because he's underage. Yeah, he's underage, so they'll just show like the desk or whatever. I'm gonna show you a video. It's gonna make you sick. It's when they first because he cross witnesses his own son. So <laughs> what, what do you say when you first see your son for the first time after you try to stab him and then pour gasoline on him? <gasps> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. It's just like, hey, man, nice to see you kind of shit. No. <laughs> it's oh fucking gosh. terrible. Some people should not have children. Greed. Quote, the evidence is going to show that law enforcement tampered with evidence to meet their high burden of proof. Because originally, and I'm just repeating what yeah. he said in the video. Originally, it wasn't enough. So we had to tamper with evidence since it was such evidence it, already, but we still had to tamper with evidence. Not <laughs> make any sense. <laughs> okay, let me see. In a second 911 call at 11:51 p.m., a male caller told the operator, "I've just been attacked by some white demons," and then stated, "Her name is Kiki, and she tried to kill me, and I just killed her." Mm. So that was the call. So obviously we're going on self-defense, right? Yep. Well, not really. He didn't make that a part of his argument. Yeah, exactly. But what well, kind of, I mean, that if you watch the whole trial, that is his argument, basically, because the son says, well, my dad shot my mom when they were arguing. And then the dad's like, well, no, it was self-defense. And the son didn't see that. What really happened was the mom came after me and tried to kill me so i just defended myself okay mm. and then the plan was initially to light the whole place on fire so there's no evidence because there's there's some uh, very damning evidence mm. okay anyway this is the mother right here go to go to talkmore.com to see the mother this is kenyita this is kiki this is kiki right here her friend Erica Worthy said, quote, that was a good woman. Very sweet. She used to help my son with math, end quote. She had a gunshot wound to her arm and trauma to her face and upper body. So the gun used was a shotgun. They actually found the shotgun disassembled. So after he shot the mother twice, actually, once to the right back shoulder and the other to her arm with a shotgun. So, you know, shotgun pellets go everywhere. Mm hmm. Once he shot Kiki, then he tried to disassemble the shotgun and kind of hide it so police wouldn't find it, I guess, or get his fingerprints or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, let me see. Also discovered were numerous pieces of a shotgun in, in the general area of the victim. So everything was disassembled. There was a wooden stock and other mechanical pieces of a shotgun kind of laying all around the place. As far as her autopsy goes... There was a gunshot wound to her right back shoulder, another gunshot wound much larger to her right elbow. Her right arm was broken in two separate places. So like your right arm, you know, being what is this, like three feet in two separate places is broken. So maybe her wrist and her funny bone or something, you know, crazy. There were numerous injuries to her head, including 15 separate lacerations to the head area. 15 cuts to her head, basically. There were numerous abrasions and contusions on mainly the left side of her head. Six to seven fractures of her skull. Oh, So, 
Tell me, all right, so we're going to talk, she had really, a lot of fractures. Yeah, it doesn't and, sound like self-defense to me. And broken arms yeah, and everything point. else. So it's not the shotgun that's going to break her arm and fracture her jaw. So what else did she suffer from knowing that she has fractures everywhere? Domestic abuse. Yeah, so she was beat badly, almost to the point of death. So if you go back and revisit the 911 call when she says i'm so sorry i'm so sorry that was after he takes the butt of the shotgun and beats her with it and and beats her almost into a bloody pulp six to seven fractures just in her skull her Jeez. jaw was completely fractured <gasps> and separated she it's amazing had, that she was able to talk on the 911 Oh, job. yeah. No shit. It's probably all the adrenaline, I guess. Wow. And plus, well, see, if you go back to when it says, I'm so sorry, she says that. I, I like to think she was saying that, uh, you know, kind of to her, her children, you know. I'm sorry mm. that this has happened type of thing, which I believe that was going through her head. Six to seven fractures of her skull, fractured jaw, fractured face, facial bones, several fractures at the base of the skull not including the six to seven fractures of her actual skull. Her teeth were missing, several teeth. She had less teeth than you were supposed, you know, the majority of teeth were out. Like all of her front teeth were missing. And, and when that happened, when you get hit with a shotgun in the face and your teeth come out, you're most likely going to swallow them. Oh, no. So that's where they would go. The cause of death was actually not the shotgun wound at all, even though she had two. Getting shot Jeez. with a shotgun, I mean, that is, even if you get shot in the right elbow, you're still you're still lucky if you survive because the pellets separate yeah. and one can hit you in the heart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, when a bullet actually goes into your body, it can actually hit a bone, like let's say the ribs, and bounce around oh. in your body. That happens a lot, actually, and just kind of tears everything up in the body. Yikes. So the best bet is an open and out kind of wound, but that sometimes doesn't happen. But she didn't actually die of the shotgun blast. She died of brain hemorrhaging as a result of blunt force trauma, which is being beat with the bear with the being beat with the butt of the shotgun. So Crazy. Now, this is what's really, really sad about this case. This is the nine-year-old daughter. Oh, poor thing. If you want to try to describe her. Sweet little girl. She has a Snapchat filter on with like little flowers. Yeah. The mom has that too, yeah. I noticed, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I can't tell if that's Snapchat filter or if she's actually wearing a flower crown. Oh. I think it's a filter. Yeah. Well, how can you tell? Well, that one, her eyes are purple and like... Well, this one, oh... So she's actually wearing a crown there? She could be. I don't know. Maybe oh. it's a filter. I don't know. I don't Can't have tell. Snapchat. Um, sweet little sweet little thing. How old is she? Like five? No, she's nine. Oh, she was the, the older... Both, both children were nine? He was 11. No, he was 11 when he testified. Let me go back right quick. Make sure. Nine. Yeah, she was nine. Nine-year-old. And her name was Ranivia. Mm. And I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Ranivia. And she was a uh, nonverbal autistic. She had um, she was on the spectrum, so nonverbal. I didn't even know that was a thing until like we did a case a couple of weeks ago. They were nonverbal. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So they just never talk in their life ever. It's severe. Yeah. yeah. 
I mean, so they've never said anything like mama or anything as a baby? Um, I mean, I would I would venture to say it it, it varies on it varies. Yeah, I don't mean to put you on the spot. I just think it's you know, it's very sad, but it's also really interesting because I didn't know that was a thing, you know, yeah. nonverbal. Anyway, she was dead on arrival and God. And the, she was burned to death. Um, let me just get to okay. it. It's terrible. Because the guess who's doing this? The father. Mm. The father is doing this. The guy that was screaming at the jury. That's what's sad about this fucking case, man. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people like Ice-T, like, yeah, that's funny that he's, like, screaming at the jury and shit, but fuck, man. Like, for real? You know what I'm saying? It's, mm. like, not even, I don't know. It's just sad. Yeah, no shit. All right. She was actually pronounced dead at 1230 a.m., but that's when they pronounced her dead. She was dead on arrival. All right, let me get through this. This is fucking terrible, terrible, terrible. This is from her child fatality summary, which is a oh. document used in kind of like an autopsy report. This nine-year-old girl had penetrating, I'm quoting all this straight from the document, penetrating chop and blade wound to the head neck and torso so oh my god okay all right let, let's let's like go over that again the word chop is in there chop what do you think about when you hear the word chop like something was cut off i think of like an axe there you go she was killed with an axe mm penetrating chop and blade wound to the head neck torso she had foot fractures and she had some of the stuff uh, a lot of the stuff is anatomical i'm not really sure she had a fracture of the mandible which is her chin mm -hmm. she had subduro hemorrhaging cerebral contusions with traumatic injury so that and means bruising below the skin and on on the brain she also had thermal Injury burns, obviously, because she was in the fire. Actually, her burns, quote, full thickness burns to the total body surface area, end quote. So, her, I mean, she was completely burned up. Completely. And she had asthma, like bron bronchial asthma, which makes me think she was alive during the fire. But I'm not sure. I don't know how she could survive what... What I, what you're about to hear with the axe and everything. Now, this is from the Autism Wars. This is a little blogger that uh, I just came across when I was searching her name. But uh, it's a really, I'll, I'll put the link on talkamer.com. It's really nice what she wrote about. She, you know, wrote about the case, but kind of only focused on her as the victim, as an autism patient, because the this woman's blog all she blogs about is bringing awareness to those with autism that lost their lives in tragedies like this so she says quote her humanity has been stripped from her end quote so i'm kind of pulling all what i'm reading now from that blog the autism wars and it's like the autism wars at blogspot or something like that uh, she was born july 29th 2008 she attended school. She attended Foster Elementary School and continued on to Core Elementary. She loved getting up and seeing her mommy and brother. She loved dressing in pretty clothes and wearing earrings. She loved eating Oreos. She loved seeing the, her bus driver. 
Mm. So it's a little bit kind of about her. Mm. I mean, there's not much, obviously, about her. Well, I'm glad that they, you know, that someone out there does things like this for oh yeah for victims. I think that's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll put that link on there. Uh, she does it for a lot of people. But anyway, that's terrible, I know. The next thing I want to focus on in this case is the test, the cross-witnessing of his own son, if you guys want to hear this. Yeah, yeah I do. All right, so here we go. Good. This is when they first meet. It's good to see you, man. Good to see you, too. Good to see you, man. As you'll see, he not only stabbed his own son after he killed his sister, so his daughter, you know, Ronnie O'Neill's daughter, he not only stabbed his own son, but he held him down with his foot and poured gasoline on him. This, br- like, I can't, like, this is so brave of him to be yeah. able to oh, yeah. but he's, withstand his own father's questioning. Yeah. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah, and did you hear he said, good to see you too? Yeah. yeah. I mean, this kid, you know, I, dude, I hope you freaking uh, grow up and be a, a you know, uh, I, I just hope you, you have a good life, man. That's all I, I hope for. Good to see you, man. Good to see you too. That's his dad, yeah, but... I mean, look at him look down. I mean, what would you do? Yeah, he you should try be to kill a, this guy. Good to see. You. Look how fake that is. God dang, man. Terrible, man. Fuck that guy, right? Jesus Christ. Fuck. That's bad, man. I'm sorry. That's terrible. All right. Now, this is a son saying. Basically testifying, saying, you stabbed me. Yeah. Did I hurt you that night of this incident? Yes. I did. And how did I hurt you? You stabbed me. Mm. Holy shit. You stabbed me. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Fucking crazy, man. If you watch the whole thing, he he's he's terrible at defending himself. Like he'll he'll start reading from a, a report, and the judge will be like, "Listen, you have to tell everyone what report you're reading from. You just can't start reading from some random report." And he gets all like pissed off. The judge, if you see the judge, she yeah. wants to fucking kick this dude in the nuts. I As mean, she should <laughs> if she could. Well, she. You know, she I'm is, sure she kicked him in the nuts with his sentencing anyway. What? Oh, yeah. If you look at the judge, you can see the judge in the background. The whole time you can see her face. She's she's content because she knows at the end of the day, she's got the fucking last say. Yeah. Right? And she's going to. She's probably like this dude is going to get a conviction. Like, no question. Yeah, exactly. According to the son, this is the son says the night of the murder. He hears the mother, Kiki, and Ronnie O'Neill, the father, arguing. Now, this isn't a new thing. They, they're always arguing. But this time, he sees his father grab a shotgun. And he's, he's noticed a shotgun around the house. It's, you know, home defense shotgun, whatever. The mother, Kiki, runs into his sister's room. Right? And that's where the father chases her. Yes. 
And what did you do after that happened, after your father followed your mother into, into your sister's bedroom? Well, I kind of sat in my room, and then my sister was sitting on the bed, like on her bed. She was sitting up on the bed? Yes. Okay. And what, so she was awake when this happened? Yes. All right. And tell me what happened next. And then my dad told me to walk around and say, like, some words. And do you remember what words your father told you to say? Um, Allah Akbar. Allahu Akbar? Yes. And he told you to walk around and say that? Yes. And did you do that? Yes. And where where were you where were you doing this walking around and saying Allahu Akbar? It was like you would walk like at the front door and you'd walk in and then it was there, so like the living room. Okay, so you went out to the living room and did this? Yes. Okay. Now the son's nine, so he's gonna do whatever his father says. This is fucked. This is real fucked. The father shoots the mother. She's the first to to get it. They were arguing and most likely, I mean, obviously he, he's never going to say he did this, but he probably hit her in the face or something. Then it got more and more violent, you know, beating her then finally grabs a shotgun, shoots her first. Okay. Tells the son to walk around in the living room saying Allah Akbar. All right. I don't know if at this point, if he's thinking about his defense or whatever, insanity, or maybe really claiming that there's demons in the home. I don't know. You know, but it is obviously, I mean, the son, the nine-year-old is saying Allah Akbar and walking around. Now, this is where it's really fucked up. And I know it's always fucked up, but this is when it hits a new level. The mother is shot once, and then the father tells the his son ronnie the fourth to take the shotgun the father hands ronnie the child the shotgun and he wants his son to shoot his own mother so now i don't know i don't know i kind of got the feeling that yes it did happen but most likely it is probably blocked out of the guy's the kid's memory. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just awful if it's did if it did happen. I hope it didn't happen. And, but and you can uh, here listen. And then like, and then my dad said, "Come in here and come kill this the B word." And then I went in the room, and then. He handed me the shotgun and, like, helped me shoot it. And you went into back into your sister's room? Yes, All right, real quick. So the father calls the son in and says, come help me kill this bitch. I don't know if you heard that. I did, yeah. He said B word. You know, not like... This kid's fucking this, now 11, so he doesn't even want to say that. I'm mean, especially yeah. about his mom. Right, and it's the kid's mom. Like, yeah. that's just... Uh, but the father, that guy that you saw, says, come and help me kill this bitch. He hands the son the shotgun, and the son says, 
he helped me shoot her. So shoot his own mother, basically. Oh, it's my terrible. God. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. shots from the shotgun before that? Yes. How many times? One. One time? Yes. So when you went back into your sister's bedroom, did your father hold the shotgun in your hands? Yes, he was helping me. So were you both kind of holding it at the same time? Yes. Do you remember whether the gun went off while you were holding it? So you can tell it's, it's silence. Do you remember? No, I do not. Fuck, I don't know, man. I mean, it's fucking Poor terrible. Dang. No shit. Oh my god. I mean, and I mean, honestly, when you number one, a, a lot of these killers that we that we cover, if they just plead guilty and avoid the trial altogether, then they don't have to put the family through the remembrance. But the, our law system set up that if you if you plead not guilty and you want to have a fair trial per se, then that means you have the ability to cross-examine the witnesses and everything else for a fair trial. So the fact that he's putting his own son through this is just fucking terrible, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. You guys hate me for this case, don't no. you? No, it's sad. After the mother is shot, he tells his son to go get a hunting knife. And the mother gets out of the closet, and that's when she runs out of the front door. So she's out of the front door. She's out of the picture. She's going to die there on the lawn. So now there's another problem in the house. The autistic nonverbal child. Because, you know, she she saw what happened. We need to take care of her, right? That's what he's thinking. Except she couldn't even testify if she wanted to. Right. Like, totally innocent. Nothing. Oh, yeah. No unless, matter what, nothing needed to happen to her, you know? Well, unless, you know... She knew ASL. Well, she could write too, right? It, it depends, depends on what's yeah. ASL. American Sign Language. Oh. What do you remember happening? Look at the judge. After the shooting with your mom outside. You're coming back inside. And you getting my sister and then putting it, putting her in. Look at the judge, holy shit. My parents room and then you figure out what to do. So, and if you watch the whole trial, he'll, this guy will refer, he'll say stuff like, How's your new dad? Is he treating you good? It's just like, Jesus. Look at the judge's face right there. (laughs) She's like, I want to put you away forever, dude. No shit. All right. This is fucked. He grabs an axe, Ronnie, the father, and drags the sister by her hair to his, the master bedroom, and then hits her on the back of the head with an axe. This is a, an axe. You think of like a lumberjack. Axe. This is a chop wood, an axe that was in yep. the garage, you know, and the son in court says, quote, I saw her eyes roll. There was blood everywhere, oh, end quote. God. So that was terrible. Sorry. You guys fucking hate me. You guys are going to quit. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're not going to quit. This is particularly sad. (laughs) What happened when your father came back to the house? Um, He went into the... uh, Actually, he went... He went in the garage. Did he do something to your sister? Yes, he uh, hit her with an axe in the head and then in the back. And the, the back and then the head. And then I, I saw her eyes roll and then there was blood in That's her. bad, dude. Poor child. Oh my God. I hope Jesus that they Christ. have provided some trauma therapy for him. Yeah. Wow. Well, luckily he's, you know, his. He's got a good dad now, I guess. Well, yeah, I mean, he's but in a still, better situation, but you still need that to... That memory, like, what you, what he has witnessed. Yeah. I mean, at this point, he's, what, 12? 13, maybe? Yeah, yeah 13. You know? yeah, about 13. Oh, my God, dude. Here you go. So, it was... You would walk in the door, and it was like... She was sitting, like... Um, like, she was sitting, like right by the door but like you could close it and she would still be in the room but like so she was like in the room basically but like by the door okay so kind of just inside the bedroom your your, yes. your mother and father's bedroom yes okay so and we're almost done i just wanted to show you this the testimony because it's you know this is pretty much what i wanted you to say but here's one more thing about the axe. Um, and he hit with, it, with an axe. Yes. Was, was she on the floor when he did that? Yes. Okay. Just inside the bedroom door? Yes. Was able to make any, any noises? Was she making any kind of noise while this was happening? After the hit in the back, she like cried. She cried like she went, like she cried. Okay. A little bit, and then hit her in the head. And then he hit her in the head. Yes. Did Did she stop crying when he hit her in the Fucking head? Fucking crazy. Yes. Yeah, almost done. I'm sorry. Don't worry. This guy is sitting in prison for life. Three, no possibility of parole. No. Oh, this guy will. I'm I'm surprised this guy is. I'm surprised he didn't get the death penalty. Well, all right. So this is from Fox 13. News, Fox 13 News in Tampa Bay. The judge says, quote, this is the worst case I've ever seen. Mm. And then she sentences Ronnie O'Neill to three consecutive life sentences plus 90 years. Wow. So he'll be in prison for till 490 years or whatever. Three consecutive means you serve them back to back. Right. Mm-hmm. So you got to serve three life, which I'm surprised they didn't go for the death I'm penalty. surprised, too. I mean, yeah. Because it's. Florida and death penalty is is legal in Florida. I yeah, and it seems to be a favorite too. Uh, wrapping this case up, one more terrible thing. This is the father trying to uh, burn the house down. What what happened next? And then he went in the garage. I followed him, and then he um he put me on the ground. He put like he put me on the ground and then he like had his foot on top. I was laying on my stomach, he had his foot on top of me and he was holding me down and he was like lighting a match. He was lighting a match with the the tissue and then he threw it down. 
This guy had poured gasoline on his son and all over the house. And then he holds his own son down with his foot after he stabs him and tries to light him on fire. After he had made his son shoot Shoot his his mother. mother. Yeah. So this is the guy that when they when he's cross testifying his son. What's up, man? How's it going? Good to see you. Jesus Christ. I'm surprised. I mean, dude, if I was the worst fucking inmate, like have done the most horrible murders or whatever, this guy would be the first one on my list to mm-hmm. pick off. If I'm doing life sentence right now, or if I'm never getting out of prison, my whole life would be trying to kill other inmates. I mean, I, what else is there to do? Like a vi- a vigilante <laughs> justice. I'd fucking plan them out, man. I'd be a hero. Killing this guy, you know, killing pedophiles and shit. I mean, I'd be a fucking hero. I'm just saying, that's just me. So when he tried to put me on the fire or whatever, um, he tried to light the match and put it on fire. I quickly ran up and went in the kitchen. And then and then I backed up. He like opened the drawer and then and then I remember like my mind just like I was understanding everything. And then I walked out the front door. Okay, so you remember when he was holding you down with his foot and after that you were able to get up and run into the kitchen? Yeah. Crazy man. Jesus Christ. That's all the videos I got on that. Wow. I mean, what do you guys think of that shit, man? I, Crazy. I'm, I'm glad the this man will never see the light of day mm-hmm. again. Oh, yeah. Crazy. I, I hope this they, child they were planning, has a good life. They were planning know. to seek the death penalty. I don't know what went wrong, but two counts of first degree murder, one count of attempted first degree murder, arson and resistant arrest. I mean, just looking at the judge's face, if I was that guy up there testifying, I would look at the judge's face and be like, all right, fuck it. I know I'm going to get it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That judge, she, I mean, there is no doubt she fucking did exactly what people, (laughs) like she was supposed to do. I mean, if he had a good, if he had an attorney, things could have ended up differently for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like even just the fact that he wanted to represent himself, it almost makes him seem more insane. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I actually I interviewed one lawyer in the past and I had I was really good friends with another lawyer that practices in Columbia. And in both cases, um, the one in Columbia, she was. She was uh, defending a murder trial where it was a, guy, a a father that killed his family and she was getting death threats. And the guy that I interviewed, I know for a fact, some of the cases Pee-wee, he did. Pee Wee Gaskin's lawyer, yes. He got death threats. Mm-hmm. In fact, he there was a real close call with that him. So, I mean, just think about it. What, what you're saying is the fact that he defended himself. I mean, think about the defense lawyer that would come up on the because it's like a roulette thing right i mean they you don't know who you're gonna get you could get a famous serial killer you get anyone it's just it's your job yeah it's your job so it's just random right so think about the lawyer the attorney that has to defend this asshole well that's why i think my sister (laughs) does not want to go into criminal i don't blame her 
I mean, because this guy, whoever's going to defend him, I mean, that's his job is to, to do the best for his client. But you're, you're defending a guy that axed his nine-year-old nonverbal autistic daughter in the back of the head and then tried to light his son on fire and then is cross-witnessing his own child. And if you watch the trial, it would make you sick. I mean, he's basically telling them, no, that's not how it happened. It's just horrible to watch, man. Anyway... That was the case for, for Tuesday. Jeez. Fuck. Maybe I'll put that on Thursday. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I mean, it was still a great case. Yeah, it was interesting. Just really sad. The next case is not as sad. Not nearly as sad. I apologize. It is. It's crazy. It's about some millionaires. But there's some uh, <laughs> some really fucked up shit that goes on with it so but that's going to be the thursday case and then we're putting out an episode on friday nicole's going to tell us about some nazi pedophiles and secret cults and organizations aliens and everything so that's going to be on friday but anyway i hope you guys enjoyed that probably not but go to see the pictures and the video of this guy at talkmer.com that's the blog that i blog on you guys can share that if you want and talk to me there comment anything else Mm -mm. And until next time, my name is John. Good night, you lovely, lovely people.